Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to episode 85 of Double Hot Beat, where we take the pulse of the beer and brewing scene. I'm James, a home brewer and craft beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate. We are beyond excited for this week's guest, a seasoned home brewer with two decades of experience in the beer business. She is also a BJCP certified beer judge, advanced Cicerone, and wait, Chen, she's also the former craft beer program director for the Brewers Association, and she's currently the executive director of the American Home Brewers Association, the AHA, among so many other accolades and accomplishments. We are so proud to be joined by Julia Hers. Welcome, Julia. Hello, James. Hello, Shannon. Hello, everyone listening. Thank you so much for being on. I feel like you should do more with your life. You have you don't have enough titles and uh, accomplishments under your belt yet. <laughs> you know, it's funny to hear anyone read the introduction to you, and I, I it sounds like I like to be very busy, and we all we all do. <laughs> and I I'm very proud of what I've been able to accomplish, and I'm still busy accomplishing. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Okay, before we get into our main discussion, we wanted to do a quick little what we're calling a mash in. So just rapid fire questions for you as a home brewer, one or two word answers just to get the blood pumping. Yep. Are you ready? Okay. Let's do it. Extract or all grain? All grain. What's your current homebrew setup? I have many, stovetop, patio, garage electric, you name it. Craziest ingredient you've used in a homebrew yourself? Oh, Lordy. <laughs> Craziest? Um, St. John's wort and echinacea. Okay. I don't think I've ever tried that. <laughs> Craziest ingredient you've seen another home brewer use in one of their brews? Mushrooms, but not oh. psychedelic. Oh. <laughs> Missed opportunity. I like the clarification <laughs> on that because I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Keep it on the up and up. Yes. Okay. James will not be at the mushroom beer. That's his least favorite food of all time. So I think that would be the only beer I think I'd be very reluctant to drink. Yes. Okay. Well, we will get into the meat of it then. No pun intended. Uh, so, Julia, as the executive director of the AHA, what does an average day look like? Sure. American Homebrewers Association is what AHA stands for. And an average day depends on the time of year. We, in the early part of the year, are busy setting up for National Homebrew Competition, which is the world's largest homebrew competition, 45 years strong getting ready for HomebrewCon, which will be in June in San Diego, California for a couple thousand homebrewers. Y'all should join us. Working with my colleagues like Dave Carpenter as the editor for Zymergy Magazine, writing my column for that. Homebrewersassociation.org is the main website and working with Duncan Bryant, who is the editor and amazing manager for that property and probably talking about which beer is fermenting or bubbling in my house and or plotting my next brew. <laughs> That sounds like an awesome job. I just have to say, I wish my job was that cool. I think we all have our ability to make our job fun, but we also all have administration. You might have gotten emails from me if you're a club, a shop, a member. So yeah, there's some administration, certainly a lot of desk time as much as the travel around the country and get the opportunity to hopefully speak to as many people as possible. It's, it's, it's an even balance, I shall say. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as a member myself, I think one of the greatest things that I want to really get your thoughts and your opinions on was with the Zygermy magazine that I love. It's my favorite homebrewing magazine. And Shannon's now been reading the articles and 
getting some of the recipes off of there. So we can kind of walk through some of the homebrewers' questions that we've had ourselves of, first, how did this magazine come to be? This magazine, which is hard to pronounce, Zymergy, but once you say it and practice it, you'll get it. It came to be by many amazing people prior to me. Charlie Papazian is the uh, past president and founder of the American Homebrewers Association. And December 1978, we published Zymergy, volume one, number one. You can even find the first issue online. It's a PDF that we have available. And I think it came to be because the emphasis was to really bring together the, the merry misfits of, of kettle um, backyard brewers, right? Mm -hmm. Us home brewers and give us community. And what better way than to start reading and learning and furthering our knowledge. And there was a great band of uh, Mary homebrewers forming with Charlie in the Boulder, Colorado area. And that's how Zymergy um, started almost more looking like a newsletter called the Journal of the American Homebrewers Association, and then evolved over time into a magazine. And it's literally been religiously published since December 1978, every other month, and it's still going strong. It's an amazing, amazing magazine. And when did the name change over to Zymergy? It was always Zymergy. Oh, it was always. So okay. calling it the subhead in the first issue is Journal of the American Homebrewers Association is right behind, below the title on the masthead. And the title's always been Zymergy. And today, if you have your issues, it's for the homebrewer and beer lover is the subhead. We do. We have one actually right next to us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you don't mind, you can walk us through the process of how is the magazine actually put together? Is it similar to other magazines, you know, like fashion magazines, people magazine? What's the like team that works to build it? So I mentioned Dave Carpenter, really such a force and such an educator. There's also Jason Smith, which is our lead designer behind the magazine and many things at the Brewers Association and American Home Brewers Association. So those two bring the group together and we talk about the cover and maybe even before that, the year prior, some issues and themes will be established. So every other month, that's six issues a year. Each issue will have a general theme. And then Jason will start to think about the cover. Dave will start to think about what features might be related to the theme of that issue. And then within every magazine, we not only publish features, but we have columns and departments. And so there's these buckets for information that get filled. They get filled by, I would say, some of the top beer educators and writers in the world. And Zymergy and American Homebrewers Association is definitely a global organization. Any given issue, you're seeing uh, features with firsthand knowledge from countries of origin by the writers and authors that really know a certain beer style or a certain brewing process. So it's a globally minded magazine that starts with the theme for each issue. And then we start to populate out what features we might have and then what imagery we might need to support those features. Yeah, I, I definitely love in the magazine how it seems to bring together, as you mentioned, all different regions and all different kinds of home brewers and different topics that I wouldn't have even thought of as a home brewer, whether it was that issue on the party guile back a couple years ago, or just small batch brewing that seems to be up and coming again from home brewers just expanding and expanding, going into craft breweries, that kind of size. So I think it's really interesting how different home brewers are featured in this magazine. I think it's very clever. 
I agree, James. And I would say that the homebrewing movement in the United States and 1978 on when it became legal to homebrew up to 200 U.S. gallons per family household, that was a federal legalization. We, by the way, didn't get statewide, all 50 states on board to complete that until 2013. Mm -hmm. But homebrewing since 1978 and the American Homebrewers Association since 1978 really have been there to fuel the innovation going on on the professional side. And so I would say that Zymergy and AHA have really helped establish and bring us forth to this whole global craft beer movement, the small and independent U.S. craft beer movement, and the like. And so it, it, it's such an institution and amazing publication. And what you brought up with one of our more recent issues, the small-scale brewing, like we're still ahead of the trend. Dan Jablo, who wrote that article about one-gallon all-grain brewing, and that's what the the cover is, the feature image is all about that. That's, you know, a lot of homebrewers aren't thinking about one gallon all grain, but there, there's Dan in Zymergy telling you right how to do it. So I love the innovation that comes from it. And today we still are very fresh in terms of the cutting edge and fringe and peripheral of where, where beer and brewing are going. Yeah, I definitely felt connected to that article as well because on Instagram and now we have all this access where previously homebrewers didn't have that sense of community where you could watch someone brew a beer in their house. Now with technology, we can now see it. So it was great to see someone that I follow on Instagram featured in the magazine and to tell his story and really share that with the rest of the community who may not be on those social media programs, I think is just a great, great asset to homebrewing in general. Yep. And I might be jumping ahead, but another good thing to add is, is as a home brewer, you know, we're busy buying books. You mentioned we're, we're on the internet searching for ideas and, and research and information. One cool thing about getting Zymergy every other month, and it, it's just, I mean, it, to me, it's been a, a big help and gift because I've been, I've been a member of the HA way before I was the executive director. I've been a member since the 90s and started getting Zymergy then. It's every other month in my mailbox, or there's an e-version of the magazine if you don't want the physical copy, that reminds me of where I can be thinking about my next batch of beer. There's all sorts of recipes. Zymergy, we religiously publish the National Homebrew Competition gold medal winners. We have clone recipes, right? So we have really validated and valued recipes where if I'm going to brew, say, a Belgian Golden Strong Ale, I don't need 15 books for that. I'm sure those help, those 15 books on my bookshelf, but I can go to homebrewersassociation.org and based on the recipes that Zymergy has been gathering, search Belgian Golden Strong and see all sorts of approaches to that one beer style to better inform me on a more thought through recipe. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I like to look at the most is because James is a is a very in-depth person when it comes to homebrewing. He is reading all the books. He's always online and reading on the new trends and just keeping up with everything. And I'm more of the casual homebrewer. So for me, that's a great part of the magazine. So I like to look and see, okay, what recipe as like a semi-novice moving into more intermediate homebrewer can I try without having to do all that research? So I, I really appreciate that. Is there... I know you mentioned kind of the innovation and staying ahead of the trends at the magazine stays ahead of, is there anything else that your favorite about the magazine or do you have like a favorite kind of section every month? Like what's your go-to? Sure. sure. On the flip side of recipes, I mean, I'm a beer enthusiast some months and I'm not brewing all months. Right. And so to get information that's not just based on what you're going to brew, but beer appreciation 
the latest news, you know, what's going on, questions to us, dear Zymergy. You can toss us questions in mag in our magazine. You can go on the American Homebrewers Association forum, which is frankly open to all, whether you're a member or not of the AHA, and ask questions about beer, about brewing process and the like. So what I love is that balance of some months I'm not planning my next beer. Some months I'm not planning my next, you know, batch that I'm going to brew. So I like the news that we bring forth and, and also the history. Really good insights on a lot of historical reference to different beer styles and approaches too. And so that's, that's some of what I look to in the departments the most. I think my guilty pleasure with this magazine is the dog and pet uh, section with the <laughs> pictures of just like seeing all the other dog and cat lovers. And even sometimes there's some very unique animals that are brewing with the home brewers. I just think those that section is just hilarious. And I, I want to almost say like that's like the gossip area of this magazine of just like seeing those pictures and and just seeing what other people are up to, which is kind of fun. Well, it's fascinating. So people can submit recipes to Zymergy. There's a link on our website to do that. There's also a link of where to submit photos, and that's what you're referencing. And when you see that section in the magazine, it's not that we're saying, show us brew with your dogs, but most photos tend to have dogs in them. And so I think it's always very heartwarming and sweet to sweet to see. Really good one to mention. People probably know, but in case you don't, if you're a home brewer, um, you know, uh, hops can be toxic to uh, canines. And so giving your chickens, which I do my spent grains, maybe making bread out of them, you know, sprinkling a few spent grains on your, your dog food bowl, that's all fine. Mm -hmm. But quick note, don't have hops be something that your animals intake. So that's a good one to be avoided. And I always think about that when I see all the photos with dogs mm -hmm. at the brew house or in the back, you know, backyard is hopefully everybody does know that hops are to be avoided with your dogs. Yes. James always make sure that he is dumping and cleaning out his fermenters somewhere our dog cannot get to outside of the fence. So we are, we are very conscious at least about the hops and, and dogs. Yeah. And making sure our hop plants that we grow in oh, our yes. yard are outside the boundaries of where our dog can get to them. Oh, you know, I never even thought about that because I have hops in the backyard, but my dogs have never paid attention to the mm -hmm. vines. So that's, that's an interesting one. That's a really good extra special measure yeah we yeah. have an australian shepherd so he's beyond smart so if he wanted those hops he would get those <laughs> hops so we have to be very careful with him so how many photo submissions i mean dogs and people brewing would you say that you get in a month a year you know now you're really quizzing me because <laughs> dave carpenter as editor would would field those i would say that we always need more and a super easy way for us to pay attention to what's going on is you can also tag us on social media mm -hmm. at homebrew Asoch, and then as the national org with tens of thousands of followers i mean hundreds of thousands if you combine all our social channels uh, we're able to to see what's going on and, and when appropriate can reshare. So I don't have a number off the top of my head, but I would say exponentially, we could always use more. So, so <laughs> tag us or, or send us more. Okay. So another question I have for you, or it's more of advice. So for those younger, passionate homebrewers who are either going to college for brewing or those homebrewers at home right now, who are looking to become more involved with organizations such as the AHA or other ways they can get involved with beer other than the brewing side, such as the magazine or other outlets, what would be your piece of advice for those individuals looking to get out there? 
So you're uh, you're asking an honest question because you're, you're we're speaking about the American Home Brewers Association. That's the national organization on behalf of, you know, creating community and helping home brewers reach their goals since 1978. And you can get your information from many places. But I love the you know how can you become involved with the HA? Well, as soon as you join, um, think of it as a subscription, or you know we refer to it as a membership. You're part of a community for less than fifty dollars a year you can start then getting Zymergy Magazine in your mailbox or, or the e-version and get access to all the member-only content we have and all the discounts um, and access to the events and all that. So I would say the first step to get involved is to join, join the AHA. It will pay itself back in exponential ways. Uh, we have a member deal program with more than 2,300 discounts. For example, Cicerone program exclusive to AHA members. Nobody else gets this but AHA members. 20% off um, their study materials. That includes sitting for the first level exam if you get the Beer Savvy software, um, their, their workbooks, their you know, uh, quiz cards. Um, lots, of, lots of resources if you're going to take your beer study further homebrew shop discount, brewery discounts, part of those member deals. So become involved by beginning to be a member. Then you can start reading about what's going on. We do have an elected group of members that are serve as a governing committee. That governing committee is a advisory board to me as your executive director. And if you ever um, eventually are um, a member long enough to really have a rhythm and, and understand what the organization is about, then you can start to inquire, how do I volunteer? You can volunteer by eventually sitting on one of our subcommittees or working groups. You can volunteer at our competitions, um, get involved as a beer judge through the Beer Judge Certification Program, which is a companion organization to the American Homebrewers Association, and then judge and steward at our competition, the National Homebrew Competition. So hopefully that's a good hit list, and, and there's a lot more ways to. Awesome. I know James does take advantage of those discounts for sure, so... And, and it's actually one of those things that you were the one who got me my membership 12, 14 years ago. Me. You, yeah, not you. Julia. No, not <laughs> Julia. Not, yeah, sorry. To clarify, Shannon, my wife, got me um, knowing that I liked homebrewing. And it was probably one of the greatest gifts I've ever received because it just opened all these other avenues, like you had said, Julia, of different resources and the community itself and the magazine on in addition to all these other cool perks you get as being a member and there are discounts for longer memberships which is great you don't even have to think about it mm -hmm. yeah you can do monthly yearly three years with a great program right now if you join for three years we'll send you an amazing yeti mug Ooh. with the ha logo on it you could be a lifetime member right and if you're going to be for many many years that'll save you money so there's lots of ways. And then when you do that, you're contributing to a community of 36,000 plus members. That's what we serve, 36,000. That's a big That's deal. That's a lot, yeah. And yeah, and then you're giving us the ability as a collective national voice to advocate for homebrewers and help educate homebrewers up the game and continue to publish the amazing resources that we do, the discounts and the like. So it's all a part of a very holistic, wonderful ecosystem. Um, that's a small dollar amount out of anyone's pocket each year that, I, like I say, that I believe pays itself back and more. Yeah, definitely. So kind of circling back to the magazine for just a second, if you're able to, can you share what's in the works for future upcoming, ep I want to say episodes, but it's not an episode, volumes, <laughs> issues. <laughs> for future issues of the magazine, stay tuned. I mean, we love the pleasant surprise of what lands in your mailbox, and I definitely recommend I you join. <laughs> 
get the print, get the print, right? And then you're just, you've got it there. You can read it over the course of a few days or weeks and you flip through those pages. There's nothing like a book or a magazine. Um, I understand the access to e-versions. I love the searchability and whatnot. But I would say future issues, we don't publish in advance what the plans are. Mm-hmm. We also like to stay nimble enough and Dave Carpenter will you know, be able to roll with what's going on and unfolding within the association on what we want to share and within, within the space uh, based on that flexibility. But you can be guaranteed to get a gadgets review every year and in some form of issues. So you know what the latest and greatest, greatest gadgets are. Mm-hmm. You can be guaranteed to get an overview of the national homebrew competition results each year and a deep dive on the trends. For example, in 2022 in Pittsburgh, where the 44th national homebrew competition was, the number one entered category, Bading, wasn't American IPA. It was Pilsner. Wow. And so that, go- doing insights and looking into the deep dive on that is always fun. And that's that's always something we deliver, um, at least in one of the six issues. And I was going to say, Shannon, please don't be a spoiler here. I really look forward to being excited with this magazine. <laughs> well, I was going to say that actually the gadget, when that comes out, it actually helps me because I look in that and see what is something that you know, is, is up and coming or something that I might not have known about. So I can get James, his Christmas, birthday, all the gifts that yeah. I need to get for the year. I use that as a guide. Yes. So it's and very helpful. I, I, I love that Shannon. And, and you know, the advertisers in the magazine are real big supporters and advocates. They merit support. I'll also say in terms of what we guarantee to deliver, we do a lot beyond beer. We are very inclusive of cider content mm-hmm. and mead content. Most home brewers are, are often interested in not just brewing beer based on our surveys. And so beyond beer is a big deal. We also publish food recipes. Food fermentation is coming on strong. Mm-hmm. So whereas American Homebrewers Association, homebrewassociation.org, and Zymergy Magazine is kind of your hub for all things homebrewing, I'd also say that it's a hub for all things fermentation in many ways. So if you're into mead, you're into cider, you're into food fermentation, you'll get that itch scratched a little bit. And I think that will help you expand your horizons more and continue to work beer into the mix as well. So talking about the future here, where do you see this magazine in the future or where do you see the AHA going in the future? If in your perfect world, if you could design something, what would you have the direction be? In a perfect world, here's the big picture. There's about 600 plus homebrew shops or retail supply shops in the U.S. that are brick and mortar. There's about 2,000 plus homebrew clubs. Of our homebrewers, there's millions of homebrewers, but of our homebrewer members, about 36,000 of those I mentioned, you know, maybe about half are in homebrew clubs. So in a perfect world, we continue to have you each listening as new members and renewing members year in and year out. So we can continue to, to serve and support the whole community. And that, that means growth. And so getting more members helps us to do more to help the homebrew clubs, homebrew shops, and the individual homebrewers get the information and content that they need. Got to keep that cycle going for sure. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, before we wrap up, I have kind of a fun little closing question for you. So if you yourself were a beer, what kind of beer would you be? Oh my gosh. I find myself wanting to say glass of water. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a beer. Um, so I forgive me. I'm just not prepared for that question. Um, I love ESBs, extra special bitter, ordinary bitter. I like really sessionable hoppy lagers lately. American IPA is obviously always on the list. So really tough question that I'm going to dodge and not give you a soundbite answer. 
Sounds good. That is a very smart choice. Shannon's tricky <laughs> with those. She'll get you. Okay. Well, we want to thank you again so much for coming on today's episode. We really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us about beer and the Zymergy magazine. Great. Keep up the great work to both of you. You've got a beautiful body of work growing and you're educating people. So thank you for that. And uh, you want to check out the AHA, it's homebrewersassociation.org. And then it'll get you connected with Zymergy and get you into an amazing community and give you more reasons and rewards to brew than you ever thought were possible. Okay, everyone, go out there. Check it out. I love it. Well, thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Double Hop Beat. If you are a home brewer and want to come on our show and talk about your story, feel free to shoot us a direct message on our Instagram at Double Hop Beat Podcast. And a special thank you to Julia Hers for joining us on this week's episode, as well as the AHA. And don't forget to go and rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. This, this has been, been Double Hoppy. Catch you on the Bruce side. side.